Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Costume Theater, where this week we're going to go over some Jane Austen news. Woohoo! It's been some time since we've done, like, a breaking news in yeah. Jane Austen, which we really have the luxury of stretching out right. as far as we want, because there's no breaking news in Jane right. Austen. Yeah, yeah. There's just, like, new things that are always happening, which is why these episodes, these kind of episodes aren't as frequent. We kind of space them out just to make sure we have a lot of updates um, and new books or movies or whatever to read and or watch. So yeah. Today, we would like to talk about a collection of Jane Austen adaptations that are out. You can read all of these right now if you want. Get them on your Kindle. Get them at Barnes & Noble. Get them wherever books are sold. Or an independent bookstore oh, that you yeah. want to support For as sure. well. Definitely do that first. <laughs> unless you want it now and then go to your Kindle. <laughs> we will start by uh, discussing Pride and Prejudice and other Flavors by Sonali Dev. That uh, came out very recently. That came out at the very beginning of May. The little blurb they give is, award-winning author Sonali Dev launches a new series about the Rajas, an immigrant Indian family descended from royalty who have built their lives in San Francisco. And full disclosure, Yolanda and I have not read any of these books. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. Definitely it's adding to our to-be-read list. From the description, from the very surface-level description, it kind of sounds like a reverse Pride and Prejudice. The woman is a neurosurgeon and she comes from royalty and her brother is running for governor of California and she meets uh, DJ who Mm -hmm. is a chef. He's more lowly and um, he's the one who's very jovial and I think she's the one who's very guarded. So she's Mm. kind of like our Darcy and he's kind of like our Elizabeth. However, if you read this NPR article that I will post in the show notes on our website, it says that it like to call it a retelling would be doing the sh- the book an injustice. Oh. So we cannot go into too much detail because we have not read the book. However, it sounds like there's a lot going on. It sounds like there's a lot of exciting layers. I mean, it's got Pride and Prejudice in the title. Yeah, the article does say, the NPR review says like it's reminiscent of it. Mm-hmm. And it even says like, I mean, the first line says Bollywood meets Jane Austen in San Francisco and that <laughs> sort of thing. But I think it's just, uh, I think in recent years, we've just see, been seeing more and more diverse interpretations of Pride and Prejudice with mm-hmm. like diverse characters. Pride by E.B. Zavoy came out last year and that one, that book was really good. And this one is with like Indian characters, Indian American. So it's just really cool that we continue to see more and more quote unquote retellings, whether or not they want to call it. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> well, because all of them yeah. are different. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know Bridget Jones is technically like... Uh, and I would definitely right. call that more like inspired by yeah. rather because yeah, like yeah. I remember like it, I I was like a fan of Bridget Jones for many years mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until like in the last few years that someone was like oh and it's like a Pride and Prejudice and I was like no it's a- you know what I see it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah because like every story is its own thing because I think what's interesting about Pride and Prejudice is that like a lot of those 
customs and traditions, yeah, were definitely very rooted in that time. But then you kind of take it to present day and with a lot of cultures that's still the same way. Mm -hmm. So like rooting it in Indian culture or uh, like different cultures, like it's still like, oh, these are still the traditions or it is still this way. Or like there are so many processes through like trying to get married. So even in a modern setting. Like a lot of formalities to getting married. You know, it's not just as simple as like meeting someone, falling in love and then getting married. Like there's a whole, your families are involved and there are expectations for what you need to bring, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So yeah, and yes. I think that's where like the eligible by Curtis Settenfield adaptation. That's where like it was a modern version of Pride and Prejudice because like there was it was just like two people, normal lives. There's no formalities to it. Mm-hmm. So versus this, where it's like yeah, there still are like those formalities around it. Yeah. So something to check out. I definitely want to read it too. So mm-hmm. I know I have other books ahead of this. Right. <laughs> you now. have so much on your <laughs> yeah, TBR. Yeah, so do yeah. I actually. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. The next book um, we want to talk about is The Austin Playbook by Lucy Parker. I'm just going to read basically off Goodreads the little, the first part of the summary. It says, Freddie Carlton knows she should be focusing on her lines for The Austin Playbook, a live action TV event where viewers choose the outcome of each scene. But her concentration's been blown. A palatial estate housing the endeavor is now run by the rude and brilliant critic who's consistently slammed her performances of late. James Griff Ford Griffin has a penchant for sarcasm, a majestic nose, and all the sensitivity of a sledgehammer. I love that description. All the sensitivity of a sledgehammer. Yeah. Like, you know exactly who you're dealing with. There's a, no questions. A majestic nose. I've never, like, seen someone's nose and been like, that's a majestic nose. Freaking majestic. <laughs> what, what is it that John Green says? Uh, the cleaner version would be freaking majestic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I I'm curious to know what a majestic nose looks like. Yeah. What does a majestic nose? I look wonder. Like? I'm trying to look at the cover now. They've of got this book. some guy with really blonde hair. Yeah. Like I can't really tell. Yeah. So this is apparently part of a series by Lucy Parker called London Celebrities, and this is the fourth one. I believe this has gotten like mixed reviews. Again, we have not read it, so we cannot comment on it. But um, it looks like a pretty good read. You know, it's like on a big, beautiful estate. I'm always a fan of things set in beautiful locations. He sounds like a grumpy hero, which is like very much my catnip. Hmm. I'm a big fan of a grumpy hero. Yeah, the interesting thing, even though this is part of like a series of books, I'm looking at some of the comments on Goodreads and it says like you can read this without reading the previous book. So it it is like a standalone where like, sure, the characters might have been mentioned in previous books, but like not in a major way that would like hinder your reading experience in any way. I will say this about a lot of romance novels is they are about, especially with like contemporary series, They're usually like a group of friends and relatives and whatnot, Mm. and each book is about a different person falling in love. So like, people are mentioned, but it's not like you need to know what happened to them. It's just like a fun callback if you know all the characters. It's true. I read um, like the Stephanie Perkins, Anna and the French Kiss, Lola and the Boy Next Door. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is, (laughs) I can't remember. um... Lola and the Boy Next Door. You already said that. Oh, just <laughs> Isla and the Happily Ever After is yes, the second one. Yes. And then the third one is Lola and the Boy Next Door. Yeah, like, I think especially the second one, they really mention Anna and I forget the guy's name. Right the, Etienne. Uh, Etienne. 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 So, like, that might be something you need to read. But, like, for the most part, they are, like, standalone romance books yeah. that you can enjoy. But, like, if you read them, then you get the full world. Of <laughs> like, what's you'll going be like, on. why do you, like, if you've never read Anna and the French Kiss, you're like, why do you keep 
mentioning Anna and yeah. Etienne. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> it's not them. not their love story. That's great. And then another retelling that we want to talk about is Unmarriageable by Sonia Kamal. This one-of-a-kind retelling of Pride and Prejudice set in modern-day Pakistan. Uh, not sure on the pronunciation, but we are going to go with Elise Binat has sworn never to marry until an encounter with one Mr. Darcy... <laughs> Spelled D-A-R-S-E-E. At a wedding makes her reconsider. Mm-hmm. So this seems like it's not hiding the fact that it is, in no. fact, a <laughs> retelling of Pride and Prejudice set in Pakistan, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. And kind of similarly, there's also five daughters. And yep. So nothing hidden from you, nothing you got to oh. figure out. So I'm, I'm actually now reading the Goodreads summary. Oh, you know what it is? It's Benat. Because it's trying Bennett. to be Bennett. You know, oh. Darcy and so like... Bennett? It's probably Bennett then. Bennett. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> We're still working through the obvious. So the first, I'll read the first part of this description. A scandal and vicious rumor concerning the Bennett family or Bennett family have destroyed their fortune and prospects for desirable marriages. But the second and most practical of the five Bennett, Bennett's Bennett? daughters... Have has found happiness teaching English literature to schoolgirls, knowing that many of her students won't make it to graduation before dropping out to marry and have children. Interesting. Alice teaches them about Jane Austen and her other literary heroes and hopes to inspire the girls to dream of more. So that's interesting. So Jane Austen exists in this world. That's not, you're right. That's something we don't get to see a lot because it's usually Jane Austen just being Jane. Like when we were talking about the Lizzie Bennet diaries and mm-hmm. they mentioned Sense and Sensibility, we were like, does Jane Austen, or sorry, does Pride and Prejudice exist in this world? Because this is Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. yeah. So I do wonder how that ties in. Does Pride and Prejudice exist or is it other Jane Austen works? Because it is like the character names are like so similar to Pride and Prejudice. So mm-hmm. I'd be curious to read this one and see how similar it is and how it plays out. Yeah. But that's really cool that she is using like Jane Austen to like inspire these students of hers to like, you know, you don't have to just drop out of school to get married because like that is maybe the culture there, but she's like trying to get them to like still take advantage of the education that they're they have available to them yeah like get them while they're young so that they don't sort of grow up with this being the only they're thinking it's their only option yeah did you ever see mona lisa smile with julia roberts yes you know it's funny I was like, I think about that movie sometimes. Yeah. And like, I remember it was a great concept and like everyone hated the movie. Like critics hated the movie. Oh, really? But oh. like, there's like at an all girls college. I forget which one. Yeah. But basically like most of the girls who are in college, like get married while they're in college and then they just they drop just out drop and be out. housewives. Yeah. And so uh, Julia Roberts plays this crazy free thinking professor who comes and she's like, what's the point in all this education and all this learning if you're just going to drop out and be housewives? Like, is this what you want? And they're like, well, like, it's just kind of what's done you know yeah like, and so yeah, it's yeah. like each of the girls like goes through different like i think one of them like breaks up with her boyfriend or, yeah like, they all go them. through different arcs and sort yeah. like just like, character development but like she really does try to hold on to all of them and like come on like you're almost there just yeah. finish out like you can be married and still finish college yeah but then they look at her who like is a professor and is teaching and she's like she's not married she's not married and they're like cool you can either get married right now or like look at your professor and like yeah you're they, gonna be alone forever yeah, yeah. which yeah. is sad <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sad that like they they didn't see that like you could do both and not just like it's one or the other sort of thing i mean but i feel like back in those days it was one like or the- theoretically you can have both 
But then you have to have, like, a really understanding husband who's, like, because, right. I mean, like, the gender roles were very much, like, the man goes out and makes the money and the woman takes care of the home. And so if that's your predetermined gender role, then what sense would it make to get an education, you know? Yeah. So, like, you'd have to have, like, a woke husband who's fine <laughs> with you, like, not fulfilling that role. Gah. I know. Whatever. There's, it's hard to win in war- in life. <laughs> And that's what she's teaching them, and so it's good to have other options. Anyway, another book that we would like to talk about is not out yet, although it's been out in Canada for a very long time. In fact, it's, like, long been optioned by Amy Pascal's company. I know we've talked about this before. It's almost out now. (laughs) I've actually read some of this book, and then I had to put it aside to read other things for work, but it's called Aisha at Last. It's a modern-day Muslim Pride and Prejudice for Mm -hmm. a new generation of love. Yes. I mean, kind of like we – I know we've talked about Kim's Convenience – and like one of these diverse like immigrant communities in like Canada. Yeah. That's kind of what this is. Is they're like, I think, I don't know if it's Toronto because it's like the only Canadian city sure. I know. But they're in like a major city and it's like their Muslim community. And it's like um, Aisha who wants to be a poet. And her parents are like, what the heck? A yeah. poet. And so she's like a substitute teacher. And then our Darcy, I forget his name. His name is Khalid. Khalid. Yes, so Khalid is like very strict, very by the book, does not deviate from his beliefs or his uh, very straightforward personality mm-hmm. at all. A lot of people think he's really prickly and really unfriendly, but he's really just trying to be like very devoted and like a good son and everything. And he's living, like, I think his father died. And so he's like mm. living with his mother. And she's like, when are you going to get married? You have to get married now. I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. And then they sort of keep running into each other, Aisha and Khalid. Mm. And I think they over time develop a mutual respect for each other and then they like each other and then again haven't finished it but if this is the book we think it is then they fall in love yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you can all figure that out june 12th it's coming out soon and that's by uzma jalaluddin Mm -hmm. so those are all the new books that we wanted to talk about breaking jane austen news yeah (laughs) i can't wait to complete reading all of them one day. One day. There's just so many There's, books to read. There are. <laughs> if only we had the time to only read things based on yes, Jane Austen. I know. It is kind of nice to know, though, if, like, we were given the option of only being able to read Pride and Prejudice, like, deviations for the rest of our life, we would actually have a lot of books to read. Yeah. There's always options. <laughs> Lots of options. Speaking of options, this isn't really options. This is just me trying to be real suave. (laughs) Sure. We want to tell you about an event that we will be attending on June 1st. It is a JASNA, Jane Austen Society of North America, a Southwest region event. It's all relative. Relationships in Austin. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be at the Huntington Library, which is a very, very beautiful outdoor botanical garden that has like a lot of different styles of gardens. And there is a rose garden with a little tea house in it. Mm -hmm. And we are going as press to listen to familial relationships in Jane Austen novels. And it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So there's going to be a few different speakers who dive into different topics within that theme. One of the topics is mothers as teachers in Jane Austen. Another is failed marital relationships, causes, and solutions in Jane Austen's novels. Goodness. And actually, those are just the two. But there's also going to be like tours around the Huntington Gardens. We've been to one Jasna event before, and it was so much fun. It's so delightful. We had a great time covering the event last time, so we're looking forward to covering this event again. And if you want more information, you can go to jasnasw.org. The event, as of posting this episode, will be this Saturday, actually, on June 1st. So if you are in the greater Los Angeles area, definitely check out this event. 
And if you don't live in the greater Los Angeles area, you can still visit the Jasna website and find a chapter in your part of the country. Yeah, because they're everywhere and there's always great events that they do year round. And if there's not one near you, start your own chapter. Yeah, that's also true. (laughs) You can. Yes, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So with that, that's all of our Jane Austen news. We'll be back next time with more Jane Austen news as it comes out. Mm -hmm. Or if there's ever stuff or if there's ever new adaptations that you hear about, feel free to send it our way at the Pemberley Podcast at gmail.com. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.